One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of an entitled parent accusing a kid of poisoning her. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, dad wanted control over my 15 minutes. I went to see my friend today who lives in the city center, so it's around 45 minutes traveling for me each way, which I don't mind. This means I have to leave 45 minutes to an hour earlier than the time agreed. For example, I said I would be home at 5.45 to my parents, so I naturally was going to leave at 5 to home for the agreed time. However, the entitled person my father is, he said to leave at 4.45pm, even though our agreed time was 5.45pm for me to be at home. But the difference is 15 minutes, and I don't know what difference 15 minutes is going to make. Yes, I might be home earlier than agreed, but why does he want me home? If it's just for control, that sucks. But if they're trying to instill in you a pattern of being slightly early so that you have buffer time if something does go bad and, well, you're not in a rush, it might be worth something taking a little stock into. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom I can't watch the dogs when she's at work? I work from home and I can't really focus very well, so I go to the library to do my work because I can focus better and home isn't great to work at. I normally go in the afternoons. So my mom works with my dad three days a week and she basically said if I could work around her schedule so someone would be here with the dogs. I said if I don't plan on going to the library that day then I could, but if I was going to go then I probably wouldn't be there with the dogs. She said, I don't ask much of you, can you just do it? And I didn't know what to say, so I just stood there awkwardly. And then she said in just a really annoyed tone, Oh, you know what? It's fine. I'll just have to sort something out. And then I tried explaining, and she just dismissed it by saying, No, no, it's fine. When clearly by her tone, she was not fine about it. I don't get what I did wrong. I can't always be here for the dogs and work around her schedule just because it suits her. I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but it made me feel kind of guilty about it. Like, I just felt anxious afterwards that now she's going to confront me about it. Am I the jerk for saying no? Our next story is My Entitled Mother. My mother divorced my father when I was 8 years old, and from that moment I was expected to become a parent to my 2-year-old brother whilst she was out, enjoying life and sleeping with countless men. My grandparents saw what was happening and made it their business to intervene. I spent every weekend and school holiday with them, forcing my mother to parent my brother, at least some of the time. She employed a babysitter so she could continue her social life. My nan passed when I was 29, and I continued looking out for my granddad. In 2009, I fell ill with the flu. This resulted in me spending 8 weeks in ICU in a coma on a ventilator. Over the course of the 8 weeks, my husband was called in 3 times as they were struggling to keep me alive. My husband spent all this time at my bedside, however still found time to make sure my granddad was okay. He did his shopping and shoveled the snow from his driveway. My granddad passed away when I'd been in the ICU for about 5 weeks. I didn't get to go to the funeral or say my goodbyes. 
My husband warned everyone that they were not to tell me about my granddad whilst I was in the hospital. He didn't want to risk any setbacks in my recovery. My mother wasn't happy. She thought she should be the one to tell me and wanted to do it when I was still in the ICU. My brothers hounded my husband to tell me. When I was finally well enough to be discharged, my husband sat me down and told me about my granddad. I was completely heartbroken. But then I found out how disgusting my mother's behavior had become. She went to the solicitor with my brother to hear the contents of the will. My granddad left everything 50-50 between my mother and I. He didn't leave anything to my brothers as they never bothered with him. My mother was furious. She tried everything to get the solicitor to split my half three ways. Obviously, she had no intention of sharing her half. The day after I was discharged from the hospital, I went to my mother's house. When she opened the door, the first words out of her mouth weren't how happy she was to see her only daughter who had almost died three times. The first words out of her mouth were to ask me if I'd read the will and how much of an expletive my granddad was. At the moment, the penny finally dropped. She never gave two craps about me. My brothers were her priority, even if that came at my expense. From that day, I went no contact with all of them. My life is so much better because of this. Thanks for reading. I have people in my life who have experienced firsthand whether or not they really open up about it, their parents basically rejecting them or treating them as lesser to other people in their life. I feel for them because I can't imagine how that must feel. This next story is Entitled Mom at Toy Store I, an autistic woman in my early 20s, work at one of the few toy stores that still exist. We have surprisingly few entitled parents, or at least few that I've noticed. The store has a decent range of products, some nice and some cheap crap. One of the cheaper things that we sell is a stretchy, squishy cheese fidget that comes with two mice. One inside the cheese and one outside in the plastic bag inside the small square box. The cardboard box tends to fall apart as it gets handled and children will generally do anything to get toys out of its packaging in the store if they're left alone. One evening, a group of an entitled mom, decent kid, and entitled friend entered the store. The kid looks around and seems to really like the cheese fidget that he opened and is playing with the cheese and mice. The mom snatched it from the kid's hands and starts to examine the fidget. Entitled mother then looks for another box of the same toy and starts to try to open the packaging. I, looking up from my phone and trying to do the bare minimum for my job, ask the woman to please not open the merchandise. The entitled mother, scandalized, says, I'm at a toy store. My kid's just playing with a toy and I want to make sure that it has everything before we buy it. Me, a little bored and confused as to why she just doesn't buy an unopened box then. Ma'am, please don't open the merchandise. We need it to be in sellable condition for other customers. The entitled mother opens the toy as I'm speaking and examines it. She raises her voice and says, You can't speak to customers with that tone and that expression on your face. You're looking at me like I'm doing something wrong when I'm at a toy store. My manager comes over and asks if everything's okay. The entitled mother shouts at her, It's unacceptable how your employee's looking at me. She shouldn't look at customers this way. My manager attempts to de-escalate and tells the entitled mom that I was only looking out for the store's best interests. I'm starting to feel like I may cry because I don't deal with being yelled at well as the entitled mother rages on. After the entitled mother repeats several times that my behavior is unacceptable, I struggle to say while crying, ma'am, I'm autistic, I can't control my facial expressions. 
The entitled mother's anger seems to turn to a bit of guilt, as my manager tells me that I can take a break in the back, and she finishes the interaction and transaction with the entitled mother. Thankfully, I've not seen this customer again. Honestly, I just hope the manager banned her. She clearly doesn't understand the proper etiquette at a toy store. She shouldn't be allowed in. Our next story is, child tries to steal money, parents say I should give it to him. This happened a couple of years ago before COVID, but it still makes me laugh. Me and a friend were at a bowling alley, not bowling but playing pool at the front. The building also had an arcade and laser quest, etc. We were there midday, maybe 1-2pm to 2 p.m. on a weekend, so the arcade was flooded with kids. Me and my friend were near the bar playing pool away from the rest of the arcade. Pool was one British pound a game, and the change machine that gave one pound coins didn't work so we had to use the 50 pence machine nearer the arcade. I put a 5 pound note in the machine and went to put in a second when a child comes over and tries to take the coins in the tray at the bottom. I notice him and put my hand in the way so he can't take them. Once I pick them up, he's trying to get the coins out of my hand. I bring my hand up so he can't reach and he starts crying, when of course his mother comes over to see the kid pointing at my hand and crying. I know it looked like I probably took something off him, so I was kind of awkward and didn't know what to say. I assumed that she would be understanding and I tried to explain. She wasn't understanding. She started ranting that I must have took his money and wouldn't let me get a word in. Eventually a member of staff comes over and asks what happened. With the child's mother ranting, another member of staff comes over and separates us. I explained that I was just getting change and the child was trying to take the coins from the machine whilst I was putting in another note. They understand and asked what I actually did when the child took the coins. I explained that the kid didn't actually get the coins before I got to them. The person using the other change machine also vouches for me. I get the rest of my change and go back to my friend at the pool tables. I should note, The entire time I was talking to the member of staff, the child was screaming and his mother hadn't stopped ranting. I'm not sure if staff kicked them out or they left, but the last I saw of them was at the front door, with the member of staff stood off by the entrance. I honestly feel kind of bad for the kid who must have only been like 4 or 5 years old. He was wandering around unsupervised in an arcade, probably unable to even play anything, and then stuck with his ranting mother before being dragged out. Why take your kid to an arcade and not give them money to play anything? I've learned my lesson now and I know to take the change ASAP when there's children in the vicinity. I'm also kind of curious why this mother would do this. Maybe they just were in the area or something and popped in, I don't know. This next story is Parent on Disney Cruise. My wife and I decided to sail on a Disney cruise for our birthdays. They're about a week apart, so we tend to celebrate together. We had sailed in Disney in the past and really enjoyed it. Granted, during those times, COVID protocols were still in effect for ships. Anyways, it was late and we'd just gotten out of a show. We both wanted ice cream, it's free at a station by the pool, but my wife was feeling tired. I told her to go to the room and I would bring her some back in a cup. I get to the station and there's a few teens in line waiting, one of which had a scooter to keep their leg elevated. The mom comes up behind me with her daughter and they're chatting about their day, the daughter maybe being 6 or 7. The teen on the scooter leaves the line saying to the group she didn't want ice cream. So I take a few steps forward but keep an arm's length away so the teens didn't think I was crowding them. The mom then cuts in front of me and I speak up saying I'm in line just like her. 
She looks me in the eye and says that I'm a childless man and it's a Disney cruise so parents and kids should go first. I just say okay, but that doesn't mean you get to leave your manners at port. She said something under her breath. I couldn't hear it, but I'm guessing it wasn't nice. I wasn't going to pursue it further and just let her be. The crew member working the station looked at me, wondering if she should say something. I shook my head and gestured to just let the mom go. When it was my turn, the crew member apologized for the woman's behavior, and I told her not to worry about it. Disney brings out everyone's inner child, for better or worse. This next story is, I want to live with my brother, but my parents forbade me. I, 14-year-old male, have been wanting to share this story for a long time. It's a long story, so be patient. I know it might sound like a lie, but believe me, I wanted it to be more than anything. This has ruined my family, and I'm not allowed to talk because my parents want to forget what they did. So, just to be safe, I'm using my friend's brother's Reddit to be safe. Well, my parents had lost their partners. My father separated from my older sister Lucy's mother, currently 25 years old. My mother lost her ex-husband in a car accident and had to take care of my brother, currently 23 years old. Then that turned them into single parents with custody of their children. The two met on the beach and after they talked and exchanged their numbers, they started dating and two years later they got married. Well, let's stop rambling and let's get to the story. It all started when I was 8 years old, and my brothers were 17 and 19. My brother was in the third year of high school, and my sister was working at the grocery store near our house. While my parents and my sister worked, I stayed with Kirby. It will seem strange, but the best moments of my life were when Kirby was with me. I know that a lot of older brothers don't get along with younger ones, but that wasn't the case. I loved Kirby with all my heart, and I know he loved me too. He always took care of me, he played and studied with me, and sometimes he took the scolding for me. Then one day, everyone was leaving school waiting for Kirby in front of my school, because our schools were close. So he always came to pick me up, but this time it was different. He didn't come. I stayed until 4pm when my sister came to pick me up. I asked about my brother, but she didn't answer. She just avoided the conversation. When we got home, I was surprised by the sound of things breaking in the house and frightening screams of my parents. When we entered the house, the scene couldn't be worse. Kirby was fall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Falling to the floor as my father kicked him and threw dishes at him, and my mother screamed horrible curses at Kirby. I was so scared I didn't leave my sister's side who took me upstairs and told me not to leave the room until further notice. I stayed there listening and crying. I'd never seen my family like that and I can say now that I'm still afraid of them no matter how old I am. Then all of a sudden, I can hear a siren and when I get to the window, I see there were two vehicles and many policemen getting out of them and soon entered the house. 
A little later, I hear more screams and a voice of arrest. Then I see my father and mother being taken by force by the police to the vehicle. My parents screamed horrible words at my brother, saying he was a miserable worm who deserved to be killed, and my mother always agreeing. After they were put in the car, I went downstairs and, man, that was scary. Lucy was crying on the floor with Kirby in his arms. He was completely bloodied and full of bruises. After that scene, I just remember that everything was a blur. I just remember being inside of an ambulance in the hospital. It was more like a dream, but my sister disagrees and says it was a nightmare. And it was the worst day of her life. About three days later, my parents were still in jail for assault and attempted murder. So my sister took a few days off to look after me. So I finally plucked up courage and asked my sister what had happened. Lucy, being the first person to ever treat me like an adult, told me the truth. Our brother Kirby had been accused of R-word by a girl in high school. The girl went to the principal screaming and bruised, saying that Kirby had abused her. Our parents and the girl's parents were called to school and even the police were called. Although Kirby explains to our parents that he didn't do that. They wouldn't listen and took the girl's side. So when the police said that they would investigate and run some tests, Kirby and the girl were able to go home and then that happened. Now my brother was hospitalized with the risk of having major physical problems because what happened did a lot of damage to his body. The next day, the police called my sister to the police station and she had to take me with her. But what they revealed to us was terrifying to say the least. Apparently it's Karen, the girl who made the report. Just a note, Karen, if you're reading this, know that you are the most despicable person I know. She had made a false report because she and Kirby hated each other at school. And after another fight between the two, she hurt herself and planned to say he hit her. But then the pretty one escalated it to an R word thinking that she could expel my brother from school. But the witch made a mistake told her friends during a video call and laughed about the situation. What she didn't count on was that everyone would turn against her, except her best friend who really suffered sexual abuse when she was little, and no one believed her until recently. Karen's former best friend went to the police station and told the police everything, and also managed to record a little of the conversation after the piranha confessed. The police questioned Karen, and for fear of being arrested, she confessed the truth. My sister was pissed off. She wanted to end Karen at that moment, but the police calmed her down saying that Karen's parents would have to pay a fine for the false accusations and the slander. My sister thought it was good, but not enough. When we got back to our home, as soon as my sister saw them, she exploded, said everything that had happened at the police station while screaming, and they listened in silence getting more and more surprised with each sentence. By the time my sister was done, my mom was already in tears and mine was still paralyzed. And then he did the worst thing. He asked, are you sure about this? Man, that was the worst choice of words I had ever heard. Lucy gave a long speech about how they were bad parents to believe in that situation without any proof. And my dad tried to justify that the girl's word was worth a lot. But my sister refuted by saying that without evidence, her words were worthless. I know that unfortunately many people who do experience that crime are called liars when not proven, but this case is different. Karen lied and deceived everyone for a petty reason. I hope you understand. My father was defeated after that, and for several days the house was in silence. It wasn't the same without Kirby. He was the soul of the house. He was good and kind to almost everyone. He always brought joy to all of us. 
To this day, I don't know how my parents fell so easily on Karen's lips. I hate them for that and I will never forgive them for what they did. After a long time, Kirby had woken up, but only to see his poor condition. For you to have an idea, his jaw was broken, he lost 60% of the vision in one eye, his arm and forearm were broken, his ribs were badly damaged, and he narrowly missed puncturing his lung, his leg was so badly damaged that he'll never properly walk again without help, and for him, it presented pro-traumatic stress, depression, and anxiety. My brother was never the same. He still feels severe pain and needs to take a lot of controlled medication. He didn't speak for weeks, and when they removed the device that put his jaw in place, it didn't change much. He only spoke when we asked a question. He didn't speak when he was hungry, and many times he started crying out of nowhere. I think it was due to the trauma. I wanted to hug him, but his wounds were so severe that it was risky. Many times, my parents tried to visit my brother. My mother begged, and my father wanted to force us to take them but my sister forbade them, because she knew that the last thing my brother wanted was to see our parents, and she told them that, but it wasn't enough. One day, my mother couldn't visit him because of work, and my parents saw that as a good opportunity to visit my brother in secret. I think in their minds it would have been like this, let's visit our son, ask for apologies, he accepts, we'll be fine, and we'll be one big happy family again. Their mistake, as soon as they entered the room, my brother gave the loudest scream I'd ever heard from him. Soon the doctors and nurses entered the room to try to call my brother and he said, Get them out of here, they're murderers, they've come to kill me, please get them out of here. And soon after he started crying and soon passed out due to stress. Of course, then my parents were expelled and forbidden to see Kirby. That is, only my sister and I were allowed to see him. My mother cried all night, while my father kept putting the blame on our brother, saying that he was exaggerating. After many months of recovery, both physically and mentally, Kirby was released from the hospital. My parents had the audacity to ask him to come home, however they got this response. I would not come back to this house even if it were the last place on earth. From now on, I'm also motherless. I hope you both pay for everything you did to me. My brother moved in with his paternal grandparents, who didn't know anything until that moment, and took a protective measure against our parents. He said that my sister and I were welcome to come and visit him whenever I wanted, and we did. If I did, I'm sure I spent more time with him than at home with our parents. But the last straw comes now. When we find out that at a family party, my father had lied to our whole family saying that our brother had dropped out of school to live in the world of drugs and that he left home taking his things and money that they were saving for my college. That money wasn't even earned by them. It's Kirby and Lucy who are raising money for my college. Kirby's worked a lot of odd jobs and now he's working and saving money because, according to him, I deserve a better future. My sister and I got pissed. We told the whole truth to our family who were incredulous and very angry with our father and mother. The only ones who stood by were my paternal grandparents, who said that it was human to err and that my parents did nothing wrong, and that they were just ashamed of what they did but no one would listen, and they abandoned my parents to the wind and went after Kirby to apologize. Fun fact, Kirby called me the next day asking why people he hadn't spoken to in months came to apologize to him and he didn't know why. A year after the incident, Karen's parents showed up at our door, asking if Kirby was home and when we said no, they apologized for what happened and left. But later, I found out what they wanted was to pay his own severance pay to Kirby. 
giving him all the money that was for college and Karen's car. My brother said thanks, but I don't forgive Karen, and said he'll never forgive her, and that if she ever shows up in front of him, he'll say truths in her face. Her parents accepted this and left. Currently, my big brother's better, but he's not cured. He has many nightmares of that day, which lead to anxiety attacks, and it's necessary for someone to go to him to calm him down. I want to be there so much to help my brother get rid of the toxic environment we call home, so I thought I would move in with Kirby. First I spoke to my brother, he was hesitant at first but accepted and spoke to his grandparents who agreed. I spoke to Lucy and she thought it was a great idea but when I spoke for my parents it was a completely different story. My mother burst into tears and my father was desperate saying that everyone had already abandoned them and now his youngest son too. I got irritated and told him that I'd already abandoned him that darn afternoon and that he would never have me again back. My father, a man in his 50s, always said that crying was for sissies. He started crying like a baby, saying that he'd already lost everything and that he didn't want to lose me too. I couldn't stand that situation, and I left the house and came at a friend's house to vent. My friend suddenly scolded me, saying that I shouldn't abandon my parents like that, since his older brother who owns this Reddit, Steve, said he didn't know anything and told him to shut up. Steve said that his brother was someone with a weak mind and that I should see more people's opinions. Introduced me to Reddit and asked me to ask this question at the end. What do I do, guys? If everything that OP described here is true, I think you should in no way support somebody who was willing to do that to their kid, whether or not their kid did do that. I just hope that if OP moves in with their brother, that their parents don't take it as an excuse to start showing up there because they just want to see OP, that's all. Our next story is, 18-year-old female, do your parents take part of your wages? I'm 18 and I make 90 British pounds a week, working over the course of four days a week. I also have college three days a week and a second job, which I only work sometimes, so overall I probably make about 400 pounds a month. Bear in mind, I've paid for pretty much all of my own clothes since I was about 14, I buy my own prescriptions, a lot of my own food, pay for my daily travel, and I buy the food for my dog. I also take care of my younger siblings a lot and I have since I was 10 years old. Now my dad wants me to pay him 20% of my wages a month. The problem I have with this is that even though he earns at poverty level, he spends far too much on beer and luxuries. He refuses to switch to a cheaper supermarket even when I say I'll go for him. He refuses to pick up extra hours at work because he likes to come home and nap. He currently only works 24 hours a week. Is it unreasonable that I feel upset about this? I know that he houses me, but I do so much for myself and I do a lot for him as well. Definitely if they are insisting on taking some of that money, what OP needs to do is take out all of their expenses from the money first and then they can have whatever percentage of what's left over. If they're upset that you are literally covering your expenses first and foremost, well I think that indicates how they really feel. This next story is, my mom keeps accusing me of poisoning her when the food I cook is too spicy. I, trans am 15, like to cook and explore new things. But when I cook anything for my family, my mom especially accuses me of poisoning her. It started after I tried to end everything and she looked through text messages with friends. She saw me saying, Yeah, sometimes I overcook my mom's pasta when she gets me really mad. Which is me just being petty, but she took it as me trying to kill her. Ever since I got out of the mental hospital, I've been cooking to distract myself from crying. 
She offered to cook after I told the therapist about all my chores I do. I guess to seem like a better mom, I don't know. But I said, no, I got it. I'll admit sometimes my food can be a bit spicy when I don't mean to, but when that happens, I usually serve it with something to cool down the fire in your mouth. Lately, she's been accusing me of poisoning her, so I've been turning the heat and overall just seasoning everything less. But it still happens every day I cook, and it got to me. I've tried to explain that I hate when she says that, but she says she's just joking around. She caught me crying and said, what can I do to help you cook better? and I blurted out that I'll just take a break from cooking. Now she's acting like I'm crying for nothing and that I'm being oversensitive. I bet she told my dad already and when he calls me soon, he'll tell me to stop acting so sensitive. I think OP should pretty much just start cooking for themselves and if the mom wants to like chime in and say make me some too, OP should just be transparent and say well every single time I make something you have some kind of comment or you're worried that I'm poisoning you, so I think I'm going to pass. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.